Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamarckia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, it's cliche time. Evan, we <laughs> let's go. Let's, I mean, let's, we every day, every day, every day we do something. Usually we have on some noteworthy person, and now I am turning the most noteworthy person, which is you. There you Thanksgiving. go. There's the way they're awake, people are waking up, they're getting ready to do whatever they do, and um, and then take a nap. But yeah. it's uh I feel like, you know, and you could we could do the whole like, your favorite Thanksgiving food and blah blah blah. And instead we're <laughs> we're going to the other cliche, which is I just asked you for five things in the baseball world or in our world that you're thankful for. I'm I'm actually like I'm gonna do it too, but I'm just going I'm gonna do it off the top of my head. I, I just because I don't. That's usually how I do everything. Anybody listens to this podcast. I told people like I say when I interview people, I don't ever write anything down. It's just you put it in your head and you hope for the best. Yeah, uh, that's the way to go about it. That's how they teach it in a, in all the schools and stuff. Is it? Is, like, it like, is that true? Do they teach it? Yeah, that? yeah. They say like it's better to be a conversation, like what you do, where it's like based on that answer, I'm going to ask you this instead of being like, all right whatever you just said, I don't care. Now I wanted to ask you this, you know? So, well, I think, but the, the ironic thing is maybe they teach that in schools, but I think that for the most part, you know, especially younger people coming up, like they have, I think they're trying to over-prepare and prepare and have yeah. their list. I said, like, Hey, put the list in your head. If you want to have it there, that's fine. So yeah. anyway, I'm, that's that's uh the 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 podcasting slash journalism 101 podcast which is <laughs> i think slated for january 13th uh yeah. but uh and but so let's just let's just do it I mean, it doesn't have to be a long one just wanted to give people something to sort of latch on to to understand where we're coming from um so you want to go one you uh alternate 
Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. You go ahead. Doesn't have to be just five things. It have to be in order. We're not like because we don't want to devalue any any of your five things. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. So my number one thing is like agents slash sources because during the off season. These are the people that provide us something to clamp onto during the days where nothing's happening. You know, like today we have Joe Wolf putting out this whole thing about Yamamoto, which causes everybody to lose their mind. All these teams that don't have a Japanese player now think they need one. So they're looking at Kenta Maeda and all these other guys in the market that they may have not been looking at. So agents and any like sources that provide information that just get fans losing their mind. Another great example in the Mets world is Pete Alonzo. You know, one day you got a guy saying he has no chance. The next day, it's like, oh, the Cubs are really interested and they want Christopher Burrell to be the centerpiece, you know, so these guys that get us going every day, I appreciate them. I mean, granted, you know, sometimes you don't appreciate them because they give you news that you don't want to hear. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that keep us interested, even when nothing's really going down. So are you suggesting the agents are sources? With free agents, with free agents, because I know for a fact that like during last offseason, I mean, I I can't say I know for a fact because I don't know for a fact, but just based on how it went, like when Brandon Nimmo was a free agent last offseason, I'm pretty confident that like when they were talking about, you know, the Blue Jays are moving in, the Blue Jays are moving in, and all of a sudden, bam, he signs with the Mets. I'm pretty sure that was Scott Boris being like, hey, you know, the Blue Jays, you know, they might have them. And then it's like, bam, we're going to go with you. So as as a, as a, a, you know, certified and admitted Mets fan when yeah. that was going on when something like that is going on do you lose sleep like do you do you lose are you is there maybe not lose sleep there's yeah. nothing that melatonin can't take care of but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's but maybe it's like you have this anxiety coursing through your veins like oh, I mean like is it really what are we gonna do Brittany yeah. Nimmo's going to Toronto what's what's happening <laughs> it's definitely like that like with certain players, you know, no disrespect to like some players, but it's just like with some players, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it is what By it is. By the way, Daniel Vogelbach place. is absolutely <laughs> yeah. disrespected right now. Yeah, like I'm, I hate to be rude, but I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over Vogelbach. But when you see the Pete Alonso rumors, and then you're trying to think of like who could replace him because he's one of the best power hitters in the game, and then last year when you see the Nimmo rumors, and you're thinking like, you know, yet again, no disrespect to Kevin Kiermaier and all these other options, but it's like. Brandon Immo, I know that he's going to get on base a ton, and I know that he's going to be, you know, a great center fielder, whereas it's like the drop-off is so big. It's kind of like Bellinger this year. Like, after Bellinger, I think it's Kiermaier again that's probably the second-best option. So it's one of those things where it's like when you see it kind of coming to a head where it's like, oh, you know, Nimmo will probably make a decision within the next couple of days. I think you start losing sleep then. But when it's just rumors and it's just at the beginning of the offseason, that's when you're kind of like, eh, all right. Well, you know, and another one is is tomorrow. another one along those lines is the fact that these people are willing to accept the rumors and and parse out the rumors why everyone's sitting around with a trick the fan like coursing through their veins. Yeah. People are like still like this is this is the joy of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, sure. You got football games. What's wrong with a little uh, Mariners Arizona trade? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh, Mike Hazen trade. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. It's. He, I thought he it, he said he was either going to boycott or retire from making trades or go on the podcast. I can't remember, but I know he made it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was going to do a the most obvious one, which is I am thankful for Godfather Joe Kelly, where we have the book here. A damn near perfect game. 
because without Joe, Joe, and people should know the story of baseballs and boring by now. Everyone gather around, you know, if you haven't. But but Joe, and the reason why I say this, not only because Joe has come on the podcast 50,000 times, not yeah. only because if you go back to January 2022, when we we decided to actually make baseballs and boring for like no reason at all. Like, you know, with, <laughs> yeah. of, with the exception of maybe, uh, you know, getting a book written in yeah. four months from now, but we're, you know, we're here, let's start socials, let's start t-shirts, let's start. And we went through that whole year without a podcast, not only because of that stuff and not only because, you know, we it's, it's, it's just been fun. It's always fun with them, but it's just like, he's a reminder of what we should embrace in baseball, which is, don't give too much of a crap, man. Don't give too much of a crap. Just Definitely. be yourself. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to tell stories. It's so it's not it's not the end of the world. You know, yeah. it's it's okay. It's you know, if you're a good teammate, if you're a good human being, if you're a good you know, parent, what uh husband, whatever it is, like it's okay. It's all right. And I think that we're getting through that. But I think in large part because of people like Joe. Like, honestly, you have – and I know he's 35 years old. It's a little bit easier when you're 35 instead of 25. But just understand this. It, like, it's a, it's all right. It's all right. The, this is – this isn't – and I, I would – you know what I would love to see, Evan? I would love to see executives loosen up a little bit. You know, yes, this is, 100%. That was right? actually kind of similar to one I had on my list. Because All right. Well, I won't. So I won't spoil it. Yeah. Then. No. No problem. I won't spoil it. But I just, I think that we're going so far down. You know, we talk so much about the analytics, and we talk so much about, um, you know, that sort of thing. I think that like a lot of these executives, their responses have, have been analytical, too analytical. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that maybe the players are getting a little bit better, but like you know, we just came from the GM meetings. And it was easy to identify the ones who are just gonna who are gonna talk like a human being, and the others yeah. who are really, really paranoid about every little thing they say. Anyway, but Joe isn't paranoid about what he says. A damn near perfect game. Uh, we'll do some holiday uh, book signing somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. What's your number? Was give me another one. Yeah. So the other one I had was like. I have much thanks. I mean, I've never met them in person, but, you know, vicariously through editing the videos and stuff, I have much thanks for the guys like Tori Lovello, the guys like Mike Hazen, you know, the guys like Jerry DePoto, the guys like Dave Dombrowski, guys who are just like so easy and open to talk to whenever you want. You know, obviously you built such a close relationship with them through their time with like the Red Sox and stuff. But they just come across as such like human beings and such genuine guys who are like, yeah, I'll talk about this. Yeah, I'll talk about this. Oh, you want to talk about this? Yeah, sure. No problem. Whereas so many of the GMs these days, it's just like you almost know how they're going to answer a question before they answer it. Like instead of just being like, hey, here's a question about so and so. It's like I know that they can't talk about some things, but it's like, here's a question about this. And then instead of just giving like an easy answer, they're like, oh, you know, we'll evaluate it with the uh, background information we have. And then we'll blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you're like, all right, like I- I'm I'm listening to really nothing. Like it's 45 minutes, but they're saying exactly what I expect. So it's nice hearing kind of a human element of people come well, out. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it goes, I'm glad you brought it up because it continues what I was saying is that, be, you know, I, I think that, you listed some of the guys that we yep. talked about. And um, I think it's maybe it's 
the inexperienced ones don't know how to do it yet. Like the guys yeah. that you mentioned, they've been around for a little bit. So yeah. they understand that they can talk about ketchup flavored potato chips and it's not going to end the end the earth. <laughs> no, it's yeah. or exactly. or even and I'm just thinking off the top of my head, or even like Hazen uh saying, Hey, you know, my goal was to get uh, you know, to be a buyer at the trade deadline. And I, you know, I fell short. I mean, this is during the playoffs, like I fell short. Uh, I didn't get the pitchers. I didn't get the pitcher. And he's beating himself up over in that moment. All right. Well, good. Like that's, I mean, I, and I had to talk him down off the ledge, but, but Dombrowski, Dombrowski, he didn't come out and do what he did five or whatever it was uh, eight years ago and say, we're going to go sign a a starter and we're going to go trade for a reliever. But still, when you listen to him, you get the sense of he's steering you down the path. And it's yeah. not like a oh my goodness oh my goodness you're gonna sign something you're gonna sign. when he says well we yeah we need like a, a top of the rotation starter all right there you go he's gonna go go get one that's it yep. so I'm with yeah, you exactly it's I'm like with you. They, I, uh, go ahead no it's just sometimes some of these guys become so guarded and it's like instead of just like stating the obvious like you know like for example with the Mets you know it's like hey we need a couple starters probably two or three we need an outfielder. Or we need a guy who could be a DH and an outfielder, and that's where we're going after. So, you know, you can draw the, the obvious conclusion. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know, we'll assess the market and we'll see what they have. And then, you know, we'll we'll haggle the price. It's like, you know, like we already know you're going to go after this guy, this guy, and this guy. So can you kind of just confirm it or just make it obvious instead of kind of making it seem like it's like, oh, we might do this or we might not do anything at all. You and know? you know what? And even with Cashman, you know, the GM meetings, it's I don't mind that. I don't mind yeah. back and forth because if the worst part about baseball, Evan, is or one of the worst parts about it is the passive aggressiveness. And this yeah. usually it manifests itself in um, clubhouses. If somebody writes something, you know, you, you don't get confronted by it. Usually yeah. it's just you stew, the players stew, the writers stew, and they're sitting in their own corner of the war- earth. But instead of just calling the person over and said, hey, listen, let's talk about this. You were right. You were wrong. And I think uh, front offices, and I've had this happen a few times where, you know, front offices say, hey, just want to let's steer, let, let you know this is you're going down the wrong road here, which I, I appreciate. The what I don't appreciate if I'm going down the wrong road of nobody saying anything. And yeah. that's and, and and I know they'll say, well, we can't respond to everything. Well, you know, it's it's. It's out there. It's going to get steam, more steam. You know where it's going to get steam from. So just be honest. So yeah. I think we're on. I think we're on the same page there. All right. I'm going to do an obvious one, which is the pitch clock. Like the pitch clock. I don't care about the bases. The bases meant nothing. Like bases meant nothing. Yeah. And except for uh, maybe uh, who was it? Akuma. Uh, who was or- it? Who, who had the 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 out got tagged out on the um. The pickoff play. Um, no, Simeon. Simeon, Simeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe that his back pocket. But I don't. I don't <laughs> care about the bases. Yeah. I'm, honestly, the shift. I thought that pe- people didn't didn't understand what that was because yeah. I think that everyone when that started, Evan. I think everybody thought that this was going to be everyone playing like you play in little league, the exact position which you're there. No, the guys were playing right to the edge of the middle behind second base. It, the only biggest difference is that you weren't able to pull over the other guy 
and and have like your third baseman play in in right field. You know, that yeah. was the only different difference. But um I think that the pitch clock overall and I, I wanna really, really I wanna you know, I, I we we have to get another doctor on. We have to get who who was our doctor? Uh Lehman. Yeah, guy. we're gonna get him on. Lewis. Or we're gonna get yeah. Neil uh Elitrach on. Yeah. Because I know that I, I heard saw that Scherzer talked about how Neil Elitrach and another doctor said there was a lot more injuries because of pitch clock. Yeah, I, I just want to see that. I'm not saying there yeah. isn't, but still, the reality is is that the feeling that you had when you sit there, you you say, "I'm going to invest my time in watching this game." I got to be honest with you. Before. A lot of times when I had that that debate in my head, I'm, ah, it's just, it's going to be too long. Yeah. Now I felt like if I I was more willing to do that because you had an idea where the where the where the game was going to land, which was around two and a half hours. Let's be honest, instead of three and a half. So yeah, no, and and it's like you know, and the games that went longer, you were okay with it because it was like a high scoring game, which is obviously what you want. And the ones that you you probably wouldn't want to sit through if it wasn't a pitch clock were the ones that were like, you know, one to nothing or two to one or whatever. So I definitely think it, it worked out. And it definitely you know what worked. another nobody nobody talks about, Evan, is that everyone was paranoid about the postseason. Yeah. I haven't looked up. Was there any like was there any violations in the postseason? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there. I, I I'm sure really there was. What? Yeah, there might have been like one or two, but I but really nothing, nothing at, at in a big moment where, like, oh my goodness, this is now you got everyone like they got everyone riled up again over the suggestion they're going to take two two seconds yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, Um. So we'll see, but th- that's an obvious one. I think that even the naysayers would probably say, yeah, you know what, Th- I'm thankful for the pitch clock. Because it's at the end of the day, it's also about saving the game, you know, yeah. for the betterment of the game. All right, what do you got? Give me another one. Yeah, so the next thing is I want to thank the uh, NPB and the KBO for providing us year in and year out with these guys who we hype up. It actually provides us so much content, right? Because it's like we could talk about Blake Snell, but people are like, I already know what I'm going to go with Blake Snell. Talking about the Yamamoto's, talking about the – Imanagas, you know, talking about the Lee, talking about it provides us so much content with all these people that, you know, become really entrenched in it. And I just feels like year in and year out, we always have a guy who's on the market who's like, oh, that guy could be tempting. You know, last year it was Senga, it was Yoshida. This year it's obviously Yamamoto and Iwan, Iwanaga. Imanaga. Oh, you got it. You nailed it the first time. (laughs) Yeah. So we got all these guys coming over and especially in this year's free agency. Like we needed some sprucing up at both sides of it, you know, with the pitching and the position players. And I definitely think Lee, you know, becomes probably the second best guy in the market if he turns out what we expect it to be, you know, behind Bellinger. And then obviously Yamamoto has been the talk in the offseason. I mean, this guy probably can't do anything in public without people yelling to sign with their team. So, but I, I honestly, Evan, love that podcast with Lance Brzezowski. Yeah. Um, because it finally presented both sides of Yamamoto, and and I'm saying that he like that's just an example of of any of these guys coming over, but especially him. I mean, everyone is yeah. is just this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. Yeah, because they're blinded by the fact he's 25. <laughs> and I did look yeah. up Daisuke Matsuzaka, and I think his first year he was 26. 
So no. not that far off. And um, yeah, so it, it's, I, I love that this presenting both sides of it. Definitely. And I also love this, this he- hearing also this, I thought it was a good back-to-back days for us having Brian Bannister talking about, well, this is why, you know, because we had the, we had the, um, the potential issues with Yamamoto, but then for, for Bannister, we had, well, the split finger fastball is something, this is one of the lines he had, which I thought was so telling was that, that in the United States, nobody teaches it at like when you're young. So yeah. nobody teaches the split, split finger fastball when you're in high school, usually when you're in college, things yeah. like that. And, and he's right. Whereas Japan, it's you're, you're rolling out of the crib. You're throwing the split finger <laughs> yeah. fastball. So, exactly exactly but uh yeah so yeah so i i agree with that i i agree with that um so another thing that you know i'm thankful for is social media and and i first of all i'm thankful for what you've done on social media for us it's grown you know the acts for twitter or whatever has grown i think if you go back to a year ago, it's probably double what it was. Um, the Instagram is just, you know, you look at who's looking at it, which is, you know, what we're privy to, which is kind of cool to see the yeah. different people looking at what, what you're posting. So doing a great job. But this is a thing that has, we talk about the growth of baseball and, and I, and I wouldn't make the argument more than really any other sport that baseball social media is more creative than any other sport. Think about that. I, I think it's more, I know that football is more popular than baseball. And it's, yeah. I, I, I get that. But I think that social media, maybe because there's so much more content, there's so much more, so many more days, there's so many more things to, but I think it, what what this should remind you of is what we talk about when you go to a game, why going to a baseball game is is better than any other sport. Because when you go to a baseball game, there's a lot more to think about, to do, to pick apart, to to analyze, to whatever it is, whether it's in the stands or whether it's on the field or in the dugout. And I think social media has taken advantage of that. And I, I do think this is this is growing it. This is a huge, huge part. And then, you know, baseball. I mean, I'm not telling baseball anything they don't know, but yeah. it's I, it is Evan. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. I I, I yeah. talk about we when I talk about the po- world of podcasting. I, I think that maybe well, you probably definitely agree with this. I think the podcast is the easiest thing to do. Yeah, no, definitely it's, the promotion and getting eyes on it, marketing it, right? Yeah. It's promoting it. It's finding the right thing, and and I think that you know you do such a great job with it, but. Even like if you do, you carve out two awesome video clips, right? Yeah. Even then, there's probably five other things, but yeah, but it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's just there's there's things that I know that were said. For instance, in this week, that people people will say like six months from now, and I want to scream like, "No, no, didn't you listen? Didn't you listen?" <laughs> exactly. But this is, but that's what social media is for, and and. Um, is to to make everybody aware of this stuff, um, which what just wasn't the case before, and and also the creativity. So that's a that's a very broad one, but 
I think it's one that we should take a step back and appreciate. So there you go. Yeah. All right. You go go ahead. Next one. Yeah, so next one, and this is just the Met fan coming out of me. I am very <laughs> thankful for Steve Cohen, you know, for every because every offseason uh that I can remember before Steve Cohen was a little rough. I remember one offseason we signed Dellen Batantis and Jake Marisnik and called it an offseason. I was like, this is the most underwhelming thing of all time. Whereas now, even if we don't get some of the top guys, which we're always in on. At the same time, it's just always eventful, you know, and I know sometimes, you know, the other fan bases are like, oh, that would be such a lame move to go to the Mets. And it's like, yeah, sure, I get it. But it's like every offseason, we're in on every rumor, we're in on every player. And it's just, you know, it just makes social media too fun because it's just like, it's never like, oh, man, you know, that guy's a Scott Boris client. He's not going to be in it. Now it's like, oh, you know, all these guys could go anywhere. But you also have Steve Cohen who can enter the bidding and drive his price up by like a couple hundred million. So, you know, it's just such a crazy, like, obviously, we haven't really performed on the field. But it's just such a crazy thing in the offseason where at any minute, you can just get a notification on your phone that they've signed one of the top guys. And then it's also... It's kind of crazy watching the whole collateral when it comes to like owners meetings and them being like, you know, these owners were mad at Steve Cohen for spending money. So it's just kind of a tricky thing. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. Oh, and they was like, ah, how would that get you? Good luck with that. Where'd that yeah. get you? Well, exactly. spending the money. So to keep in line with that, to be symbiotic with our number fours, that's number four, right? That's number four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with, and I didn't think about this until you talked about it, but I'm so glad you you brought that up because it brought, allowed me to bring this up. A guy who I got a chance to be around for the first time was John Middleton, the Phillies yeah. owner. And along the lines of Steve Cohen, when Steve Cohen came in, he was the fan. He was the Mets fan. He was going to treat it like a fan, and and he did. Um, but – being around John Middleton during the, that playoff run a little bit and getting a chance to talk to him, it was this is and and obviously I, I don't think his his whole I'm picking up the batting practice balls as a shtick. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. But I, when he says the thing about and I think he said to Scott Lauber initially about the 27 Yankees, I'm pretty sure that they don't. They didn't worry about their, you know, balance sheet or whatever it was. And when we did the podcast with him, him saying like, hey, this is my legacy. You know, if so, what if I lose money? This is my legacy. And that's why I don't understand why I, I owners can't be more like that. And yeah, sure, they'll go to the games and they'll re- root and everything else. But this should be, if you're owning a team, you should do it because at the heart of it, you're yeah, you've earned the right to own the team. You're a good businessman. But don't treat it like your other businesses to yeah. the extent of of just pushing a, away the public, pushing away the the people who you know want to talk to you. John Middleton was like John Middleton was out there every day I was there, every single day, talking to people, whatever it was. And and he also wasn't afraid to just talk like a human being either. So yeah. And we're already seeing it this offseason. And I think it's the perfect marriage for Phillies fans. Philly fans should be so happy because yeah. it's the perfect marriage of you got a guy in Dabrowski who just says, I'm going to get that guy. That's the guy I'm going to get. Okay. Yep. We need that guy. That's the guy I'm going to get. And then you have the owner said, whatever you need to do, I trust you. I trust yep. you to do it. And if we lose a little money, 
So be it. But I trust you to do that. That is the perfect dynamic. Um, and I know that there's other organizations who are like that, who maybe aren't as as out there. But, you know, I, I think if I had to do a 4B in this one, it would be like the approach that Dombrowski had, like the approach of, I just don't understand how more decision makers can't get their head around you you really like a guy, whether it's yeah. Juan Soto or Luis Luis Urias. I don't like doesn't matter who it is. If you really like a guy, do what you can do to get that guy. And JP Ricciardi was on with us and and he said this, and I, I loved when he said it. We said, you know what he used to say, tell Billy Bean when they were both back with the A's is let's worry about let's focus on who we're getting instead of who we're giving up. And like I, I think that not enough executives do that. I just don't. I think they're paralyzed. I mean, we're sitting here right now, Evan. How many trades have we had? We're, we're almost through yeah. the month of November. And, yeah. I mean, so anyway. Yeah. There you go. All right. There you go. But all right. What's your last one? Yeah, so my last one is uh, my favorite part of the offseason, just because of how funny it is on baseball Twitter, as we talked about social media before. It's the depth signing. I mean, every time somebody who won't have an immediate impact, it could be like a player that you will never see. And everybody's like, oh, it's a depth signing. It's a depth signing. It's a depth signing. That's just my favorite thing. It's like every time the Mets sign anybody who isn't like a noteworthy name, you know, like Justin Turner or Yamamoto, be like, oh, you know, don't worry about that guy. He's a depth signing. He's a depth signing. And then once all your pitchers get hurt or all your hitters get hurt, then DJ Stewart, you know, all of a sudden becomes the big guy. But last offseason, I was just like, oh, he's the depth signing. He's the guy who, gets the major league invite or gets the invite to major league spring training but really he's probably going to spend most of his time in the minor leagues as like a quadruple a guy so that's just my the funniest thing every every offseason on twitter because it's like guys you didn't even know we're you didn't even know we're on the market you didn't even know we're free agents they're usually minor league free agents and just out of nowhere it's like oh that was a great depth signing for us even though they know nothing about him so <laughs> it's just this the greatest 2020 24 the year of the depth signing it's great <laughs> But all right. All right. That's not very sexy. Number five, but that's still be it. Uh, All right. I I saved the best for last. I saved the best for last. And that is the I am thankful for all the talented people like yourself, Evan, who I've gotten to know through going through this podcast and the baseballs and boring thing. And it is it is so awesome that, you know, I obviously appreciate everything that you do and your talent, the, the amount of talent. And we didn't know each other at all, right? We no. were we were a forced marriage, <laughs> right? But, yeah. but it's not a forced marriage, but, you know, it's an arranged marriage. There you go. Like, there you go. Like, it's not necessarily like I didn't <laughs> want you, but it's we didn't exactly. know each other. Yeah. But I think that we have, we have uh, been able to – to do a, a daily podcast is hard, right? Yeah, definitely. But I, I could, I can honestly say I couldn't do it without you. And I couldn't do certainly to the level that we're doing it. And I think that, you know, I think the big part of it is that I, I, I don't want to speak for you. I think you like baseball. Definitely. And, definitely, and I yeah. think you like this. I like, you think you like doing this stuff and we both like doing this stuff. And, and because of it, it's all right. You know, we have the rhythm. We have the, this is, we, you know, we, 
a, a day is a long day. A week is a long week. A month is a long w- month, but it's, it's not like it's d- digging ditches, man. It's, this is, this is a lot of fun, but it's only fun if you're doing it with people you like and people you believe in. And, and thanks to you that that's the case, at least for my end. So I really appreciate that. And, and it's not in uh, along the lines that I'm going to miss people. Like I miss people in terms of mentioning them, but the other people that who that we have come in contact, and I think that both you and I have understood that there's a lot of growth with baseball isn't boring, and yep. there's a lot more that we can do that we are doing, and it's just and people are we have talented people who are jumping aboard who have jumped aboard. I mean, I you know. Courtney Finnegan was one of the first ones she carried over. She's a Chicago-based fan. She's great. I'm happy for her. She's got big things ahead. You know, we have we have uh Sean Spradling who just found this niche in the World Baseball Classic and 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 he's so unbelievably talented and developed this this following. We have Liam Skiffington, who you know I think is 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 a rising star. Is like a is clearly a driven guy who does stat every single Saturdays. And ever since he started doing that every single Saturdays for us Saturdays, I always mix Saturdays. Think about this, right? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally have to look at the stat, <laughs> but but he's a driven guy, man. Like, and he's he's a driven guy and a talented guy, and also loves doing this. Um, and there are so many people who have come on on a regular basis. There's so many people, you know, whether they're players or whether they're managers, executives, uh, broadcasters, reporters, um, you know, doctors. I don't know who am I missing. You got to help me. This is what you're the. Oh yeah, no. There's just there's just so many people, and it shows how much it's grown because. It's like whenever anything comes out and you want to address it, you automatically have somebody to go to. So it's like, oh, you know, the Cubs signed somebody. Let me reach out to Matt Spiegel. Oh, the White Sox somebody, uh, White Sox signed somebody or traded somebody. Let me reach out to Courtney. Oh, an international guy like a Yamamoto or, you know, a guy goes overseas, let's say, or whatever, you know, reach out to Sean. You know, Liam now got this Baseball United thing he's going crazy on. So you got him to reach out for that. And then it's just there's all there's such a, a wide network that it's like whenever a team makes a decision, you automatically have somebody in mind. And that's just I feel like that's hard to develop for somebody for like a podcast that, you know, is brand new. It's hard to say like, hey, this happened. Let me go to this guy. This happened. Let me go to this guy. Whereas we've developed such a like a good thing going here that, um, you know, we have somebody who has expertise on really anything that happens, whether it's in the MLB or, you know, abroad. So, yeah. And T-shirts help. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you still, don't think for a second that I haven't forgotten that you don't have a t-shirt. <laughs> like of all the people who deserve like, but but here's the thing, Evan. Spoiler alert. I'm yeah. sending you the grand, grand big baseballs and boring box. Yeah. That, that is full of full of goodies. So uh it's uh yeah, it, it's one of the it, it's funny because what there's little moments. That you know, we talk about being thankful. There's little moments that hit, and and obviously, the the mo- one of the more recent ones was when Tori Lavella wore the baseball it isn't boring sticker in his hat for like, Game Two of the World Series. They won. He gets yep. to the podium, looks down, looks into the hat, <laughs> and you know, so uh, or or John Chestkowski from the Hall of Fame putting up the baseballs and boring sticker up up in the Hall of Fame. But I remember Matt Bowman. 
like Matt Bowman, which is, it was, I thought it was a great conversation. And I, I hope for the bad. I think he's a free agent now. He was with the Yankees. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but Matt Bowman, uh, got, we got a chance to, to ask a question out of the gate. Why do you pick Princeton over Harvard, which is the, the debate we all have? And he, uh, but he's like, I said, hey, you know, as I do with a lot of players, hey, you have a, a few minutes. Baseball isn't boring. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I follow you guys. I follow you guys. You guys are great. Like, okay. It's little things like that that because sometimes we think we're just living in this world, like yeah, it, that they exactly. are they're reacting and they're going on because I'm like, here, here's a t shirt or whatever yeah. it is. But, uh, but it, it's just, it's, I think it, we've accomplished what we want to this point, but there's a lot more to accomplish. But I'll come back to my original thing, which is I've gotten a chance, whether it's through interviews or whether it's working with you or whether it's, working you know uh, with the other some of the other people i mentioned um that i've got a chance to either get to know these people to have relationships with these people or get to know them be honestly better like there's some yeah. guys, there's some people that have gotten to know better um that that i have before i've done more podcasts with mike hazen in the last <laughs> than i did in the first 10 years of knowing him yeah. So, um, but I think it's because it's it's enjoyable for everybody. But but I just want to say thank you. You're the one I'm thankful for the most. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And I also want to thank Coop, Coop, uh, who who's helping run Play Tessie now, our sister podcast, and Coop helped launch this whole baby too. Um, yeah. Starting with the socials. I mean, starting so starting with the socials and just such talented people. And uh, and I would just be the old guy blabbing away um <laughs> trying to make bad videos on <laughs> on what they used to call twitter uh anyway all right well Evan, i appreciate it yeah um, there you go i think that i think that was a representative thanksgiving episode excellent there job. you go okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.